Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 492. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from the cab of his F-350 Ford pickup. Awesome. I love my new office. It's a cool thing. I'm uh, sitting here with the air conditioning on, and the, everything's happening, and, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Anyhow, uh, what's going on in the world of sports? Who gives a shit? What's going on in Canadian football? Everything. We just had four games, week two completed of the 2022 season. Awesome. That means what? There's 19 seasons left. Wow, lots of football left to come towards us. Yes, we're still in the first third, uh, barely out of preseason. Week two is complete. What else is happening? Oh, they call to the hall. We got the announcements of all the new uh Hall of Fame inductees for 2022. Amazing class. Some very quality football players are going in. Uh, we'll talk about that later, definitely. Uh, what else is happening in the CFL? Ah, winning and losing football games. I, I, I haven't even looked at the standings. I know BC's not in first place anymore because they had a bye. What the hell? You know, they were in first place after week one, but after week two, they kind of down in bottom bottom half of the Western Division. Why? Because they only got one win. A couple other teams got two. So be it. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, who's What teams out there are, are absolutely, like, not happening? Like, who has lost two straight games? Well, I know Edmonton has for sure. Uh, let's go over here and see if we can find CFL.ca. I'm sure that – oh, there they are. And nip in there and get the standings. And the standings, what do we got in the standings here? Western Division, Saskatchewan 2, Winnipeg 2, Calgary 2, all 2-0 and o teams. BC's – one and oh. No the only Western team to have lost a game so far is Edmonton. And here's the funny thing. The only team in the East to win a game is Toronto. The two teams that have had buys. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Um Eastern teams haven't won a game. The only Eastern team that won a game, Toronto, was against another Eastern team. Of course they can't both lose. So is the East does the East suck like they always do? Uh, I don't know. Too early to tell. Strong Western Division. They're all what a undefeated. Four out of five teams are undefeated in the West. Gotta love the CFL, and I do. Okay, so uh, what are we gonna do? Uh, let's uh, get over back over to Blog Talk here. Open up the. Oh, where did it go? Oh my good lord! Uh, I need to get multiple iPads or multiple computer screens or something like that. Anyhow, I'm going to open up the computer. Or sorry, the phone lines here. We got our two. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, hmm. I don't want to use the word stationary because that's not really what I'm looking for. Uh, hey, the longtime panelist, Will McDonald and Charles Cliff. Welcome, guys. Both of you. Come on in. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Look at that. 
And your favorite football guy. Noticed, How you doing? Yesterday, I just bring it up. Yesterday, I got it in my memories on Facebook. We're on now our seven-year anniversary. That was my that was my memory yesterday on Facebook. It's been seven years. Seven years. Holy shit! I didn't think it was that long, but yeah, seven years. Me neither, but it is. Wow! Congratulations to all yep. of us. I mean, I mean, Will, you've got to be on this for at least five years now, eh? No, I was. I came in more. I think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a year after you guys started, give or take. Okay, so that's in six years. Wow. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's a huge commitment, brothers. It's a huge commitment to what we have done. Thank you very much for participating. Uh, It's it's great. It's it's great to share football with you guys. It's easy because we get to talk about football. We get to talk about football. Quite true. How hard is that? How hard is that? Okay. Well, here's the deal. You want to know how committed I am to this football game, to this football show, to you guys, to you two guys, and all of the fans out there that are listening to Let's Talk CFL podcast, and because this is not episode number 492, we're almost 500 episodes in seven years. Okay, so do you know how committed I am to this show? Want to guess? Sure. Sure you're going to guess or sure you want to know? I, I, no, I'm, I'm waiting. I want to know. Me too. It's my wife's birthday today, <laughs> and, and I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, but she's got other friends around, doesn't she? Yeah, they're in playing Scrabble right now, and I don't like playing Scrabble. Okay. Okay. And and obviously your wife knows what's important to you. <laughs> um. Yeah, We let's not go there. I actually have still you know what? You know what? this let's, year, so let's, she's really let's happy. Just, let's just let's just talk about this for a minute. I, I'm going to tell you guys uh-uh. this. this, I, w- this I was going to say we should move on. No, no. This, to be honest with you, is one of the highlights of my week because there's no stress. One here. of or none there's of? No, no, one of. There's no stress here. Okay. There's no expectations. We just talk about football. Okay. Yes. And that's all I want. Yeah. And that's all I want to do. Okay. And we yeah. can argue with each other, and there's no hard feelings. Okay. Nope. And we can do all that stuff, and there's no hard feelings, and it's it's a it's a great two hours of my week, to be honest with you. Yes, it it, so. it is. I agree. It, it, it's a good part of it. Unfortunately, there are people who do take what we do we do on here very seriously, and 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 don't come back. Like uh, Phil Miller hung up on me because I said the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The best Grey Cup game ever was 2009. We all know that, right? And yeah. uh, and 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 Phil hangs up on me. I like. I don't know. I don't know. And we're not even going to go. We're. Uh, you know what? I. I appreciate anybody who has participated on this show, and there has been a lot of them, a lot of people who have come on, and some of them stayed, stuck around, some of them didn't, some of them whatever, right? I mean, I mean, think about it, Charles. Who, who's, who's all been on here? I mean, we, we started it with Kelly Bale and uh, yeah, Mike and Townsend, didn't Mike we? Mike Townsend, yeah. Yeah. And then who else did we have? We had, uh, for a while, we had that Morgan guy. Uh, Morgan, he was on for a while. Uh, Rhonda. Oh, we had that drunk, drunk. Yeah, I mean uh, Rhonda. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, Rhonda was on. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Um, Phil Miller. Uh, Brendan Ma- Phil Miller. Phil Miller. Brendan McGuire. Brendan McGuire was here for a uh, while, too. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah. Mark Whittle. Mark Whittle. Mark Whittle. Mark Whittle. Mark Mark. He was on for Mark quite a while. Yeah. yeah. He was on for a long um, time. He was on for several years. I do, too. Mark, you should come back. Mark, you should come back. We kind of miss you. We're not talking about COVID anymore. You, you don't have to worry about it. We have that guy from Texas. What was his name? Lawrence or something like that? Oh, yeah. Lawrence yeah, yeah. Fergamo. Lawrence Fergamo. Yeah. 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 And he, I remember but he got Kelly, into an argument but, with Kelly and never came back. That's correct. Yes, that's right. But I still do hear from Lawrence, to be honest with you. Hmm? Do you? Well, good. Yeah, I still hear from I, him. I don't, I don't see much about Brandon McGuire. He's still I don't out really there. see him anymore. He's, a, he's, 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 the guy, he's the guy who sent me the picture of myself on TSN last week or two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and we've That's had some really so, special guests recently, Paul McCallum well, well, and, and Nick Lewis has been Peterson on here several Lee. times. Yeah, Nick Lewis. Well, I'm just saying so also we recently are, we've had Rudy Peterson on, but yeah, we have Paul McCallum and Nick Lewis. I was going to say, we only ever have Hall of Fame guest stars on this show, you know, Nick Lewis, mm-hmm. now Paul McCallum, okay? Yep. So. Was Nick in the hall? Huh? Yep. Did, he just Nick went Lewis in. got the call to the hall? Okay. He just, just went in. Good for, good for him. He got it He got it a year or two ago, but it was because of COVID. They, there was no presentation. So. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, good for him. Yeah, no, it, this is exciting, and uh, I think we've got a damn good podcast, boys. I'm, yep. You know, personally, I enjoy it. Um, the, the, the other podcasts that I've listened to, no, which hasn't been very many of them, haven't been very exciting, even though they, they sure don't like us, but that's besides the point. I don't like them either, so. Yeah, Every, I remember wrong. one night we got, the phones were being weird from uh, around, and we ended up talking to some guy from North Dakota or something like that out of the blue who thought he was talking to some political show. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, I got to talk to somebody for a second. Can you guys just rattle off for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been quite something doing this show for the last seven years. No, no, and it has been. It has been. I mean, it's, uh, Uh you know, I'm glad... uh, I'm glad you guys let me on because in the beginning yeah. there wasn't that there wasn't that much of a there wasn't that much of a hurry to let me on. Okay, That's to be true. honest with you, and uh, and uh, I understand that. Um, and Somebody I didn't know if I could talked into it, but <laughs> right, I didn't I didn't know if if I would if I if I could do this show or not. And obviously, ah. I I guess I can talk. Like most people, so I, I guess that's how it works. Yeah, pretty and, much, uh, yeah. You, know. you sit on here and talk and babble and so and, on. And, I, and I'm glad someone I'm glad someone talked you into me, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Charles. So. And I'm glad I was talked into it. There you go. And hey, there's been, and, and, a... and the show has and the show hasn't always been easy. I mean, some of those shows during 2020 when there was no football at all. You, yeah. It was not always easy. I mean, because I've ever since Kelly left, I've been the one doing the agenda, and uh, right. some of those shows, it was just like 
awful to find, but we always we always did the show and we always were able to talk uh, and get through it. So more or less, yep. Yep. Some Came days back. were a little. Some days were a little boring. Others were not. And and like That's I true. said, Charles discovered I'm Charles discovered that I'm not as big of a prick as he thought I was. So uh, you know. It's amazing what you well, know. Well, you and I didn't well, get along really when we first met. That's not the word that? I used. Um, go on. I'm what just, I said, go on. Will. What did you say? I said, yeah. well, well, you and I did not yeah. get along when we first met online, right? Not really. No. Because, you know. I That's mean, okay because people don't understand my sick and twisted sense of humor. Because I really well, do no, have no, one, I, and people uh, think that I'm serious all the time. Well, I know, and I and 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 you just didn't like it because you know I kept on telling you you were wrong, okay? Which I still believe to this day, yep. but that's okay. I'm I, I'm fucking never wrong. I don't understand why <laughs> why people think that. Uh-huh. Narcissistic uh-huh. asshole here, you know. I'm okay with that. Well, hey, if the shoe fits, baby, dance in it. I dance yeah. in it, I do, and I dance well. I dance very, very well. Okay, so uh, let's talk some football. You want to talk some football? Because we had four football games Absolutely. this week. Absolutely. And, and we need to talk, talk some football here. And, okay, this is going to – I need to talk to Sparky for a minute. And I know he listens to the show after we do the thing. He's not listening right now, so he can't come and help me anything. But, Sparky, you did something last year, and I, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing, and you don't know, I don't know if you know what it is. I can't read your chart you do. Okay, the the little things come out so fucking small. Even with my glasses, I can't read the shit. So Can't you make it bigger year, you, on your screen? No, well, no, because it it prints out, and it only prints out on oh. one sheet of page, and it and it, it's oh, too okay. small. So, Sparky, okay. you gotta because I can't. I don't have a screen here, right? It's it. I, I, I'm in my truck, man. So I print yeah. that out, and I print the agenda out, and I print out my score sheet where I write down the scores for everything. And uh, I need Sparky to um, make this bigger somehow. You figure it out, tighten things up, make, them, make, it, make all the little chart things smaller, uh, move the scoring system over, do something. Use a bigger type. It needs to get bigger. I cannot fucking see it. Okay. Okay, I just got a text from my daughter. She's going to get mad at me about something. Singing happy birthday to grandma, to, to my wife. Uh, I probably should go inside. Okay, you guys talk football again. <laughs> Sorry. It is my wife's okay. birthday, okay? <laughs> I get that. He's running back and forth. I get that. Okay, that's okay. I want to mm-hmm. see video of him running, okay? Um, Walking briskly. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, we could we could probably talk about the first game. What was the first game, Charles? Do you remember? Well, we got to talk about last week. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Last week's first game. Yeah, okay. Um, let me just pull it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure last it was. Week was, uh, was it was it? Okay, no, wasn't it? Um, first game last week was last Thursday. Montreal at Toronto. Correct. Yep. So and this one was an up and down game. I mean, it wasn't thrilling, but go on. No, I I don't know about you, but Toronto because they're they're ranked pretty high up there this year. Um, they've got Andrew Harris. They've got 
a couple other good guys. They're supposed to be pretty good. And to me, they were they were very vanilla. Okay? They were. Andrew mm-hmm. Harris Andrew Harris came in and ran a couple of plays, and then they put another running back in. And yep. then they throw the ball, and, you know, and then let's let's talk about Montreal. Montreal starts uh, starts the game with Vernon Adams, Jr. He lasts he got the hook. three series. Yeah, he lasts three series, which I don't think Three series is enough time to give anybody a chance. But no, I, 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 they gave up on him too quick. The one thing I did notice is he got pulled right after they showed Danny Machocha standing on the sidelines. And I wonder if he had anything to do with it. Because, as I mentioned before, apparently in Montreal... Kahari Jones is a Vernon Adams Jr. fan, and Danny mm-hmm. Machocho is a Trevor Harris fan. Yeah, right? I, I and, heard the same thing. And you know what? Trevor Harris came in, and I wasn't impressed with Trevor Harris either. He didn't show me much of anything. He was okay, but he wasn't spectacular or anything like that. No, just just like normal. And I I, I wonder if his best before date is finished. Because I'm not that impressed at all. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Oh, good. Okay, we're talking about the Montreal-Toronto uh, game. Um, and and like I said, Toronto didn't show much of either. Bethel Thomas wasn't that impressive. There was nothing impressive about that game. Eventually, no. No. Montreal came back, and they ran the clock down right to 20 seconds or whatever it was. And they went to kick the winning field goal, and what they happened? It. They botched it. 20, missed it. 20, 21 yard field goal. Like, yeah, hooked it right, uh, wide right. Was, was banning kickers ever more prevalent than then? Like, let's ban the fuckers. You should have went for it on third down, and you would have won the game. But no. Month- they gotta put it. They gotta put it on a kicker who can't kick a 21-yard field goal. Like, come on. Montreal anyway, uh, reminded me a lot of uh, BC in some games last year. Uh huh. Last year, not this stuck year. Ar- stuck around and then missed a field goal. Yeah. Well, the scariest so thing was- is after watching. After watching Toronto and Montreal, I know Hamilton is 0-2, but I'm going to still pick Hamilton to be in the Grey Cup. Because Toronto didn't show shit, and neither did Montreal. Yeah, in in all honesty, Ottawa has actually shown the best football in the Eastern Division this year. And they're They're 0-2. They're 0-2. They're still 0-2, but both games were against Winnipeg. Yeah, I was going to say they're playing the defending champion, so that's not exactly a gimme, who. No, but I, I'm also not well, impressed with the way Winnipeg's been playing. So, you know, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt with how good Ottawa uh-huh. is. But the uh, same thing. This this game did not show us any true clear-cut winner out of this these two Eastern Division teams. Uh, yes, Toronto is 1-0, and 0, 
but they didn't deserve that win. But once again, once again, like we always say, the first two games of the season are like exhibition, and I don't think you can read much into them. So guys are still trying to figure things out. Okay. I I don't disagree with you, and some teams take longer than others. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And they did. They did have a bye in the first week, so this really was their first game. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. Toronto, Toronto. So you know you got to be give them a little bit of slack. But it yeah. it was a, a, a the game wasn't interesting. It wasn't no. riveting. I, it, you just didn't. It was dull. You didn't wait. You you weren't waiting for the next play. You weren't waiting. Oh, this is going to be awesome. It, it, there was not none of that. It just didn't happen. And it needs to be. We've had some exciting, exciting football games in the CFL this year, and this was not one of them. Nope, not by a long shot. Okay, so we ha- we had the Calgary. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. We had the Toronto Argonauts defeat the Montreal Alouettes by a score of twenty to nineteen. So that is thirty-nine total points. Charles, you took Toronto. Uh, at 51, you're off by 18. Uh, Will, you took Montreal. You scored no points there. You got 22 for your 49. CJ picked Toronto, and uh, it was off by three, so I got 36 points. And uh, Rudy got Toronto and was off by nine, so he got 24 points. Wait, did you say I was off by 18? Uh, Charles, you were off by 12. Sorry. Did I say okay, yeah, that makes more sense. You did, yeah. You were up. You were off by twelve. Uh, no, you got eighteen points, is what I said. Oh, okay, my mistake. You got eighteen points. You're off by twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the next game up uh, was that uh, Winnipeg Ottawa game. So again, this was uh, the defending Grey Cup champions against one of the worst teams in the league last year. What's going on? Something's weird. What? I don't know. It's just a lot of background noise from Will, so I kind of muted him for a second there. And okay. I'll, I'll open it back up, see if he, he, he changes things a little bit. I don't know. He was making some weird noises. Still is sounding like Darth Vader. Um, okay, so the Winnipeg-Ottawa game, total score of uh, 31. This was, again, this was an, ex- uh, an extremely exciting game. William. Yes. What was that all about? He was making snoring noises because the games were boring. Oh, I'm trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I thought he actually started. No, snoring. no, I was just trying to make noises in the background that you were hearing for some reason because I wasn't making any noises. Anyways, but, but I, yeah, I muted you and they went away. Too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you go back and listen to the show again, you'll know what I'm talking about. You probably yeah. should for the first, right after 30 minutes. Anyhow, um, yeah, it was not an exciting game either. I mean, Winnipeg has not been championship quality football. Okay, they just, they haven't been. And they barely squeaked victories out against Ottawa. And I think Ottawa's greatly improved. But I think Winnipeg's definitely taken some steps backwards. 
okay, where teams were improving oh, themselves all around the league, Winnipeg has not improved. In fact, I think they've actually step, taken some steps backwards. Charles, go ahead. Talk about this game. Well, the Bombers, I mean, they're 2-0, and but they really don't feel like a 2-0 and team. Uh, they pretty much in both games just did enough to win the game. Um, and that's all they pretty much did because um, it's not like they stepped on them. I would have thought they would have come out a lot harder than they did uh, the week before, but they just kind of squeaked this one out, 19 points again. Uh, no real big, I mean, 220 yards. The running game is not all that good, although they were better this week than they were in week one. They had two running backs over 40 yards, but... Uh, I mean, it was just an average kind of mundane game. There's nothing special about it. And same thing with Ottawa. If anything, you, know, you got to be impressed with Ottawa. They they hung with the defending Grey Cup champion two weeks in a row and could have potentially beaten them both weeks. They didn't, but they were right there with them. So, I mean, you got to give them credit for that because last year this team would have, against Winnipeg, should would have been blown out both times. So, they held on, they oh, yeah. held their own, they didn't get the win. But the Bombers, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, despite what some, I've seen a couple of the Winnipeg fans online saying, oh, they're head and shoulders the best team in the CFL. What are you basing that on? Two mediocre wins over Ottawa? That is, they're the best team in the CFL? I mean, come on. Uh, let's, let's not uh, go overboard here. They won the game, but you know what? Uh, playing the way they played, if they were playing a better team than Ottawa, they, they maybe don't win either one of those games. Uh, they were lucky to win week one, and they weren't they weren't exactly uh, blowing the lights out in week two. So the Bomber game, like Will said, the first few games a lot of times are glorified exhibition games. So I, I'm hoping, if I'm a Bomber fan, I'm hoping to see more from this game come going forward. Because right now they're not super impressive. Nope, not at all. Who is who is impressive this year? Has anybody seen a really impressive team? Because uh, not much. I'm going to sound like a homer. Right now, the most impressive team has been BC because they they crushed oh. Edmonton, but they've only played the one game. Yeah, yeah. Well, 100% agree with you, uh, William. What was your thoughts on this Winnipeg game? You know what? Um, I don't. I think Ottawa did not win these two games because Ottawa has to learn how to win. Okay? Yes. Because both of those yeah, games yeah. were there for the Good taking. Point. They just didn't know how to take them. Okay. Yeah. Winnipeg. Winnipeg does not look great. Um, you know, we all said that uh, Olivier or whatever the heck his name is would uh, replace uh, Andrew Harris. He's looked average. Brady Olivier. Yeah, he looks average, Olivier. He looks average. I think the only thing that's keeping him in the game is is that Calaris looks pretty good. Um, they've had a couple of receivers that I've never heard of that have been catching balls. I, I Winnipeg, you know, a couple of things. Winnipeg is not the team they were last year. Definitely not. They're missing players. And it's really hard to... It's really hard sometimes to grab that brass ring when you've already got two of them in the last, 
three years. And I wonder how much desire you have. I mean, the most impressive, in my mind, the most impressive thing in sports is teams that can win back-to-back because you hit your goal, and it's really hard to be motivated the next year, and it's really hard to fight people off that are coming at you twice as hard. And so I'm not going to count Winnipeg out yet. They're going to be right near the top of the West, I'm sure, but I don't know. We'll see. And once again, two exhibition games kind of thing. So... Let's see where they go to from here. Okay. So Winnipeg squeaked this one out by a score of 19 to 12. These have been very low-scoring games, in my opinion. Uh, Total score was 31. Charles, you took uh, Winnipeg at 45. You're off by 14. Got 14 points for that. You got the 100 for sure. Winnipeg 52, William, off by 21. You got zero points for that, but you got the 100 for the, the win. CJ got uh, 100 for the uh, victory on Winnipeg, uh, 20 points bonus. And Rudy, Rudy got nothing because he picked Ottawa. How is that possible, Rudy? How did you pick Ottawa to beat Winnipeg when you're a Winnipeg fan? You, you really got to take a – you got to read that chapter on homerism because you're failing, bro. How do you bet against your own team when you're playing against the worst team in the league last year? Dum, Unbelievable. Dum, 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 yeah, dum. Yeah, yeah, like seriously. He's like seriously not happening here. Uh, okay, so that was that. The third game was a little bit more exciting. I, I enjoyed this game a little bit. Uh, it was a Calgary-Hamilton game. I'm not jumping up and down over Dane Evans. He's not being totally amazing. Now, this was a game that Hamilton went off and scored, what, 24 points in the first half, was up 24-3 to at halftime, and Calgary came back and beat them. Now, this is reminiscent of a game I remember that Calgary played against Toronto it's got to be better part of eight years ago now where Toronto was just kicking their ass. I thought it was like up by 30 points. And uh, I jumped on the sky train and came to Vancouver to go to the BC lions game. And when I got out, out of the sky train and came up and on the uh, outside of the BC place, they have the big screen there and they were playing the game and Toronto was winning or Calgary was winning. And I'm going, Holy fuck. How did that happen? Like Toronto or Calgary just turned it around and Toronto imploded. Well, Hamilton imploded on this game. They did. They scored 24 points in the first half and only six in the second half. I, I don't understand. Is it because you you just don't didn't try? You stopped, took your foot off the gas. Did Calgary do something different? Was it a combination of everything? What the fuck happened, Hamilton? You had this one in the bag. How can you be up by 24 points? 24 nothing at one point. 24 points up, and you blow it. How the fuck does that happen? William, Calgary fan, tell us what happened. Was this Calgary? What, what happened in the first half with Calgary? What, was, what did they do different in the second half? Well, let's start off by saying... Uh... You know, everybody says that Dane Evans is not the guy in Hamilton because they are 0-2. But That's not why. 
but Jeremiah Mazzoli is also 0-2. So they didn't make the wrong decision, in my opinion. Younger, faster, cheaper. Um, you know, it was Agreed. funny. I, I, I went out on Saturday afternoon to go watch um, um, Top Gun. And, uh, oh, great movie, eh? Which was, it was as cheesy as crap, but man, it was oh, so good. Come on, come okay? on. It was so it's an amazing good. movie. It was so good. Yes, it was. Anyways, and so then after that, I, I, I went to, uh, the keg for dinner and, and I had a great dinner and I thought, oh, maybe I should look at my phone. I wonder what Calgary's doing. And I look at my phone, and, and it's uh, 24 to 3. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, well, such is life. Um, I guess Bo's not back. And then I finished my dinner, had some dessert, had a cup of coffee, looked at my phone, and it's 30-30. And I'm like, get out of here. So I after, after dinner, I came home, and I watched the whole game in its entirety. And... Uh, Danny Evans had 300 yards in the first half. Yeah, I know. And Calgary's and Calgary's D-backs were just not cutting it because they had some injuries. Their offense, their offense, they uh, Kadeem Carey got knocked out in the first quarter. He was injured. Then they put uh, another running back in, and he did quite well until Bull fed him a suicide pass, and he got his bell rung. And then they were down to Charlie Power, a good old-fashioned Canadian running back. And uh, from the interviews I heard from the Stampeders, um, Bo decided that if he didn't do something really quick, he was going to get cold because he wasn't playing well. And he also pulled his receivers to, to the side and said, like, you guys aren't playing well either. Let's get our shit together. And the rest, as they say, is history. Because they came all the way back. And the defense helped them a little bit because uh, one of the guys grabbed the ball from the Hamilton guy on offense and ran it all the way down the field for a touchdown. I don't okay, know that, if that's that call. Have counted. Yeah, I that, tend that, to agree with you. Blown. I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. But they, once again, they review these things. Why don't they overturn them? Okay? What well, was because the it, behind the that? Play, if the play was not whistled dead, then it was live. Regardless, there's no way to overturn that. The referee had to have whistled it, and they did not. Now, the oh, week no, before, no, the referees no, were no, criticized no, no, for blowing the whistle no. early. No, no, no. No, no, no. The CFL yes. reviews all scoring plays. Correct. Okay, right. so there you go. They considered. But it I don't understand play. what your point so, is. There was nothing to review. Well, well I believe that it, if you, I think if you, if you, if they review it and the uh, the replay determined that forward progress had been stopped, they can that, call the. They cannot back. overturn that. No, they Why cannot not? overturn that. Because they cannot overturn that. That is not a reviewable play. Whether forward progress has been stopped. That's not reviewable according to the rules. Okay? The only thing that could have happened is whether or not the whistle was blown before or after the ball was... was. 
if the ball was taken away and the whistle was blown because forward progress and stuff, the play would have been dead and it wouldn't have been a touchdown the other way. But the turnover well, may have I'm, still happened. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look at that because I'm assuming that if they review every scoring play and something on the scoring play happens that's illegal, then they overturn it regardless of what it is. But it's not illegal. It's just it was a judgment call by the official that forward progress was still could have happened or still the play was still happening. And as long as that okay. official did not blow his whistle, if the whistle had blown, then the play would have been dead before or after the the, the fumble or the turnover. And that's where that's the only thing reviewable is if the whistle had blown before Calgary took the ball or after Calgary took the ball. That's the only part of that play that could have been reviewable. The fact that forward okay. progress had been stopped, but it was the play was allowed to continue. The off-field officials cannot overrule that. They can't make a judgment call on that. That is an on-field official judgment call that was made poorly. And, okay. yes, all scoring plays are reviewed and all turnovers are reviewed. Okay, and in my opinion, forward progress had been stopped, and the whistle should have blown, and the play should have been dead. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. Calgary took the ball, ran down, and got, scored a touchdown. Shouldn't have counted. Anyways, all I all I was going to say in the end of this is Calgary is already ten percent through their undefeated season. So good on them. <laughs> Yeah, so so is uh, Saskatchewan, so is Winnipeg, so is Toronto, yep. so is BC. Yeah, so yeah, no, we, no, no, we all, no, we no, all know BC, that's going to change. BC, no, 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 BC, BC, and Toronto were only five percent into their undefeated seasons. Okay, get it right, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I was waiting for you to say that. Uh huh. So I was baiting you. Okay, Charles. Charles, what was your opinion on this game? Well, I mean, this game should have been over at halftime. Um, I was sitting there watching the game on Saturday, and my wife was watching with me, and she started in the first half. She's like, "Oh, this is looking a lot like BC and Edmonton," because it just seemed like they uh, that the uh, Tiger Cats were just scoring one after another after another, and the Calgary offense is doing literally nothing. I honestly expected Jake Mayer to start the second half. I thought he almost I was almost positive he was going to start the second half, but he didn't. Uh, they stuck with both, and it turned out to be the right decision because that, that game turned on a dime at halftime. And it looked what it looked like in the first half was a polar opposite to what it looked like in the second half. And the Calgary Stampeders just um, collapsed, basically. Or not the Stampeders, but the Ticats collapsed. And the Stampeders jumped on them. I'm kind of in agreement. I didn't think that touchdown should have counted because I thought, quite frankly, that it was – I thought it was clear that he had um, been stopped. I I was waiting for the whistle, and then he goes and rips it out. But, hey, they didn't blow it in. They didn't blow the whistle dead. So – it is what it is, and the uh, they kept playing, and they called it a touchdown. So that it is what it is. I honestly thought, thought that um, 
Uh, I don't know. I thought Hamilton was home and cooled out. That, that your home opener, you're up 24 to three in the second half. You've got to win that game. That's just an embarrassment. Just a total collapse uh, for the Titans. Just embarrassing. Embarrassing is a good word for it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree with you. Uh, this game should not have turned out the way that it did, but it did. Calgary is undefeated after two games. The final score was the Stampeders 33, the Hamilton Tiger Cats 30. Total total points was 63. What a game, 63 points. Not the highest this year, but it's up there. Uh, uh, Charles, you took Hamilton. You got no points for that one, buddy. Uh Will, you did take Calgary. You got 100, but you didn't do so well. You didn't do so well on the point spread. Uh, Christopher, you got Calgary, and you got zero on the fucking point spread. And Rudy, you got ha- picked Hamilton, and you got zero and, and eight. You got eight on the point spread. Way to go, bro. Uh, <laughs> way to way to hang in there. Okay. The last game. I was going to say. Before you continue, let's talk about quarterbacks for a minute. You know what? Okay. Um, Cody Fajardo and Bo Levi Mitchell are number five and six, or sorry, four and five in the league as far as yards passing. And the three guys ahead of them, none of them have won a game this year. <laughs> yeah. And, well, Isn't that well, interesting? In, in two. Th- in 2019, Mike Riley led the league in yards and touchdowns, and BC Lions scored how many? Where did they end up in the standings? I don't know. Right near the bottom. At the bottom, man. They were terrible. They were the third worst in I the remember, league, weren't they? I remember when uh, when uh, Hank or Henry Williams played for Hamilton two years, he had 5,000-plus yards passing both years, and I think they won, like, three games. Are are you talking about Henry? You said Henry Williams. Are you thinking about Henry Burris? Henry Burris. Henry Burris, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing how that happens, but it does. Okay, the last game, we had four games. The last game was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders – went into Edmonton and played the Eskimos, who BC had absolutely annihilated the week before. Edmonton scored 15 points against BC. I think they were all field goals. or No, no, they got the end zone once. Um, Edmonton scored 16 points this week, so it's definitely an improvement. They got one more point. Uh, and they did actually shut uh, Saskatchewan down. I mean, Saskatchewan got only half the points BC did, but they still got – Still lost. So, this game, I, I don't understand how the Riders are thinking that they're something fucking special this year. I'm really having a problem with that. But so, uh, anyone thinks that right now at the moment, to be honest. Well, you really need to stop taking selfies, or at least you'll need to learn to smile. Okay, I just want to say that, okay? Something. Okay. You 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 look like a grumpy shit all the time. Look at the picture what on CSN. That? He's the Pillsbury Doughboy. Did you see him on CSN? He's huge. 
He's huge. You're not, call, you're not calling me fat, are you? No, no, no. Okay. Doughboy. Okay. okay, just checking. Anyways, continue on. Probably. So um, we're we're uh, we're doing our show next week on Tuesday, right? You know that. Yes. Oh yeah, because you got to go for surgery, right? You mentioned that. Sir, sir, right. my surgery is Wednesday. Okay, so after right. my surgery, give me a week or two, and then I could probably outrun Will. Um, but right now I can't. So I'm not going to say anything about his weight. He is in Calgary, and he would take him a long time to get here, but. I still don't want to pick up. Oh my! Oh my! Okay. Oh my friend, you 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 have no you have no idea. What? You have no idea, my friend. <laughs> About what? You have no idea. Well, anyway, I guess I'm matter. clueless because doesn't I matter. don't know what you're doesn't talking matter. about. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's just keep no. on going. Obviously, we, we need to Did talk you know about. We need to. Yes. Talk about Saskatchewan? Yeah, go ahead. You talk yes. about Saskatchewan. You give her your best shot. Tell me what you think of the green, the aliens I, I, from, I, from the square I personally, I personally, I personally don't think they're that good. Okay, and no. I, I didn't, I didn't get to watch all the game, and I don't remember. Did Duke Williams play in the last game? Because there is reports that he was. There was reports that he was injured, so. Yeah, I I don't think he. So. Played. I I once again I I think, I think the teams that are gonna come out on top and right now I I don't think it's a good reflection. The teams that come out on top are the ones that are gonna have good quarterbacks, and I don't think Cody Fajardo is a good quarterback. And we shall see. Um. And and you know what? It'll be it'll be really interesting and I know we'll talk about this later, but um I I'm surprised that that uh Chris Jones actually didn't have didn't have surprises for Cardi, Cody Fajardo because he doesn't think he's a good quarterback either. And apparently that just motivated Cardi Cody Fajardo. Okay, like come on. Whatever. Anyways, I don't. I'm not impressed with Saskatchewan. I'm not. But I'm never impressed with Saskatchewan because I hate them. Okay. But they're pushing hard to have the Grey Cup. They're to be have home team advantage with the Grey Cup. So I know it is only two and zero right now. It is only the second week or third week coming up. But hey, we shall see. We, we shall, shall see. see. So. Uh, Nick Arbuckle passed for 315 yards. Cody Fajardo yep. for 247. Yep. The difference was not quarterbacking. And this is reminiscent reminiscent of the time that Saskatchewan had another mediocre to low-end quarterback in a guy named Darian Durant. And what they did was they ran the ball, and they ran the ball. 17 carries for Jamal Morrow. 17 carries for 126 yards. Frankie Hickson, another five. Uh, Cody Fajardo ran for five. And Schaefer Baker for one. So we're talking about 30 carries, 30 rushes in the, in the, season, in the game. 
30 times. 184, 184 yeah. yards. And no, nobody also, does that. They're also talking, you're also talking, they're, they have a pretty killer linebacking core there, too. So, they do. You know, um, those all three of those guys are fantastic. So a very good defense, I think, in general. Yeah, I think they do. I think they're gonna they're gonna depend on their defense for sure. Saskatchewan, yes, they have to. Yeah, yeah. They actually had more rushing attempts than passing attempts in the game. Twenty-eight once rushing attempts. Once again, we're all familiar with Jason Moss offenses, and they're not that impressive, okay? Sorry. No. But, 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 he put, he did enough to win. Yes, it was Edmonton, and yes, Edmonton hasn't shown anything at all this year that resembles a football team, but Saskatchewan did enough to win. I mean, I, I do think, what was the final score of that game? The final score, 26-16. Okay, I mean, they Edmonton didn't get blown out this week, okay, like they did the first week. So they must have made some improvements, or Saskatchewan is just not as good as BC. I'll go with that. Well, I think it's the latter. I'll go with the latter. Well, yeah, but and I, I can't say that with total confidence because BC's only played one game against Edmonton. Right. Well, they're going to play Toronto this week, and I don't think that that's going to be a, a you know, a benchmark either. No, I don't think so. Right? Then we're going to maybe, and then we play Ottawa. So you know, BC really doesn't have much of a challenge. Week five, we play Winnipeg. And I don't know. I'm not even calling it. I don't even, yeah, Hang on. I'm not going to say Winnipeg's not going to be a challenge. But I don't think it's going to be as tough a game as what everybody thinks it's going to be. So I'm happy with BC being 4-0 after five weeks. That would be a good thing. Okay. Charles, what did you think about this game? Anything interesting? Or did you go already? You went already. No, I, I didn't go already. But, um... Well, then, yeah. Was, no, um, he didn't. I didn't think so. No, I didn't. Um, Saskatchewan, I think you can draw parallels between Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. They both won. They both were 2-0, and oh, and neither one of them looked um, super. Earned let's it. face it. Um, they, they won. They weren't playing great opposition, and that's why they won. But neither of them were what you would call, um, you know, dominating wins. Uh, and they were not playing the best competition. I mean, uh, Winnipeg got Ottawa twice. Saskatchewan got Edmonton and Hamilton, who can't hold the lead. Uh, so they wins, but they're not impressive wins. But let's face it, this is, um, um, like we said, glorified preseason. And I don't think really anyone has looked all that impressive of any of these. Like the point I made, I thought that like it's going to make me sound like a homer. BC has been really the only team in the first two weeks to go out and make an, action, uh, an absolute statement and just crush okay. the team. And, but you still have to point out that that was a game, Edmonton. So it's not a great competition. It's not a great measuring stick. 
challenge you on that. If BC can do something impressive this week coming up against Toronto, even though they're two, in my opinion, weak teams, uh, at least then BC's got a, showing some consistency or something happening. Uh, one, one, game does not, one game does not make that much of an impression on me. Yeah, I mean, if they come out and they crush Toronto in a similar fashion to what they did against Edmonton, yeah, you're not playing the greatest competition. But you're going out and you're doing what you should do, uh, what a good team should do, is take out uh, a weak team and step on them and make them not uh, a factor. Most of the teams have not been doing that this year. So if BC goes out and does that this weekend, then you could say, hey, they weren't playing competition, great competition, but they're doing what a good team should do and blow those guys out right from the beginning. It looked like Hamilton was doing that last Saturday, and that didn't uh, last, though. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay, so Saskatchewan 26, Edmonton 16, final score, total points of 42. Uh, Charles, you took Saskatchewan at 37. You picked up 132 points there. William Edmonton uh, at 36, you got 30 points for that, but no win. Uh, CJ got, uh, again, Edmonton 42, ended up with, I nailed that one, nailed it right on, 42 points. I got 50 points for that one. Saskatchewan, or Rudy picks Saskatchewan, got 114 for his try. So after week two, William, you're making lots of noises, Willie. Calm down. Um, Week two, uh, CJ came in with 406 points. Charles, 380. Will, 260. And Rudy down at the bottom with 246 points. So the totals after two weeks, CJ's in the lead at 796. Charles, you're 46 points behind at 750. Will's 102 points behind Charles at 649. And Rudy is at 620. Almost 200 points back. Okay, so... We now have four games to pick. We're over an hour into the show already. So what are we going to do here? We got Saskatchewan into Montreal. Charles, what are you going to say here? Well, if you're looking at the, uh, the actual um, injury report going into this game, Montreal is missing a ton of guys in this game. Uh, of course, Vernon Adams, he's out with COVID, although most people are saying that he wasn't going to start regardless because they were planning on starting Trevor Harris this week. Uh, but Jake Wenicke is out with an injury. Uh, there's a bunch of Montreal guys that are out with an injury. Stand back. Saskatchewan's just a stand back. Well, he's, I don't think he's coming back this year. Um, if it is, it'll be very late this season, if at all. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah, he's done. But, but he's missed, uh, Montreal's missing a bunch of guys in the injury reports. Uh, so they're going to have a, uh, a shorthanded team this week. Saskatchewan's just a healthier team, and they're a team that's playing better right now. That's uh, There's no two ways about this. I'm sorry, I've got to take – I don't like Saskatchewan. You know that. Uh, I prefer not to. I'm not as hardcore as Will – who will never never take them, but looking at that injury report and seeing how many key guys Montreal is missing, 
I have to take Saskatchewan in this one. It's just, it's just the, the obvious pick here, and uh, I'm going to pick Saskatchewan relatively low scoring, uh, say 38 points. I'll say 38 points. So you're taking Saskatchewan 38? Yes. Okay. Okay, and uh, William, what are you going to do here? Montreal, 58. Okay. Um, and Rudy, who has been told the rules, knows that he has to have his picks in before the end of the show, the podcast. He has not put any scores in this week. I haven't received any. I haven't seen any. Did anybody else? Nope. So, Rudy, sorry, buddy. You're a scratch this week. Now, well, he hasn't, he hasn't told me into the show, so he's got about another hour to get them in. Yeah, he does. If he's listening to us, he can get in the things. But right now I put a little line through it, so we'll see what happens. Um, this is not a tough game to pick. I absolutely – fucking hate Saskatchewan, but I also know Montreal doesn't have a hope in hell I'm picking this, and I'm I, 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 I'm going to cave. I'm going to take Saskatchewan, and I'm going with 42 points. I, now I'm going to go, hang on, I got to gargle. Get that rotten taste out of my mouth. Okay. Second game up is Hamilton in Winnipeg. This one, again, is not a bit of a challenge. So, Charles, what are you going to do here? Uh, Hamilton's got to be reeling after blowing that lead last week. They're not playing very good football right now, especially in the second half of last week. The Bombers, uh, they're kind of in the Ticats' head, I think, after beating them twice in a row in the Grey Cup. And they're not playing, as we've talked about before, they're not playing lights out football, but they're playing better than Hamilton. They're playing at home. I can't see after that last week's performance, Hamilton going into Winnipeg and beating the Bombers in Winnipeg. I got to take the Bombers on this one. I just think it's, uh, this one's another obvious one. So I'm going to take the Bombers in this one 40, with 44 points. 44 points. Okay. And William. Hamilton, 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 53. Hamilton, 53. Wow. Rudy is a scratch, and I am going to take Winnipeg at 42. Did you notice that last week all of my scores were 42, and I did really well? This week they're all going to be 42 as well, so we'll see what happens. Um the next game is Edmonton in Calgary. Wow. Ron is going to come and stay at your place, Will. Is that what's happening? I, I heard some rumor about that. Um, you know what? Uh, we would be more than willing to have Rhonda, but I can't afford the booze bill. So, Yeah. <laughs> Who's winning this game, Charles? After that comeback last week and after watching Edmonds in the first two weeks, I've got to pick Calgary to win this one. 
quite frankly, Edmonds is just not a very good football team. Um, I know they were better last week against Saskatchewan, but still, uh, they're not very good. They're simply not. Um, Calgary, I think, is going to get it. It should, should have a spark after that big comeback last week against Hamilton. There is the risk of a letdown, though. you got to at least uh, do that, but I don't think so. I think Calgary wins this one at home. Um, I think Calgary probably put some numbers up here. I'm going to say Calgary at 49. 49, okay. And William, Edmonton into yeah. Calgary. Calgary is Calgary is hurt big time. They're they're making changes to their defensive backfield for the third game in a row, and they lost some guys last week. And I don't know, I don't know. They're gonna have to rely on their defense or their offense. So I'm gonna say Calgary fifty. Okay. Um, Rudy's a scratch, and CJ is going to take Calgary at 42. 42 points. The fourth game, which is Toronto Argonauts coming to play in BC Place, which is a tough town for Eastern teams because they play late at night, 7 o'clock start, and these uh, Toronto guys are on three our time zone difference. So they're starting playing football at 10 o'clock at night. That's always, uh, always a challenge with BC at home. Okay. Home field advantage for the lions is good. Now are they, is BC going to get anywhere near the turnout fans in the stands of 35,000? I don't know. And I don't think so. Sure. Hope so. But hey, I'm not betting money on it. I'm not betting money on it, but it's it's coming. It's coming. We'll see what happens. Uh, BC Lions, I don't know. I think it was a one-off thing. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm being uh, I I can't even say opt I, you know pleasantly optimistic about this or cautiously optimistic. I I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think BC's attendance is going to be up this year. I just don't think it's going to be up by thirty-five thousand. Up to thirty-five thousand. Charles, BC, Toronto. I think they can get back to the 30,000 range later in the season if they're winning and, you know, in a playoff run or maybe in the hunt for first place if they've got some big games down the stretch they can get there. But it is going to come down. I, I fully expected it to. I didn't think it was going to be at 35,000 again. Uh, they're the perfect norm, although it will be better, I think, than they've seen in previous years. But having said that, to go on to the game, uh, this Lions team is, is still, I think, probably on a high from kicking the crap out of Edmonton two weeks ago. Uh, they've got a Toronto team coming in that won last week because they, uh, the um, kicker for the Alouettes missed a field, an easy field goal. They should probably be coming in 0-1. They're not. They weren't impressive looking at all last, last week. Uh, the Lions were a lot more impressive, obviously, two weeks ago against Edmonton. Of course, you got to win take into account their uh, their opponent was not very good. I still think the Lions are going to beat uh, Toronto. I think they're a better team than Toronto. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Lions to win this one, and I'm going to say BC 47 points. Okay. 
William, what are you going to do? The Argonauts or the Lions? Um, let's see. Let's go 36 for Toronto. For Toronto. Okay. Low-scoring game. Rudy is a scratch, and I'm taking BC at 42 points. Now, Charles, you made a point three times tonight already that said that Montreal missed a a walk-off victory field goal. Okay? Yeah. Now, you do know that Toronto missed two field goals in this game, right? True. Okay. So, if Toronto kicker was doing his job, it wouldn't have been that close. No, that's fair comment, but when you miss a field goal, a 20-yard field goal on the final play of the game, that's still um, yep. that's still uh, pretty so, um, lousy. So, so if the only if the only piece of evidence we had was the Montreal Toronto game, I'm I'm sure you guys would vote to ban kickers for life, wouldn't you? Probably, because they didn't really do a very good job in that game on either side. I don't know, William. I'm not. If you're going to ban kickers for life, are you prepared to eliminate special teams totally? Because otherwise there's no reason for special teams if there's no kickers. Well, you have to you have to kick off whenever there's a, a touchdown, you know. Why? Why? Why can't well, you, you win the coin to. toss and just take the ball at the you, 35? You don't have to. I, I think kickers and the Canadian ratio should go the way of the dodo bird. Okay, just saying. Well, if you, you get rid of the ratio, you don't need all these Canadians hanging out on the field, so you can do away with special teams. I wrote an essay back a while back on that, and everybody thought, he th- thought I was a fucking idiot. But I would bet you you'd save about $5 million, or sorry, uh, about $2 million in salary cap. Yes, indeed. Well, I, I think the no- so. number I came up with was $5 million in counting uh, all the travel expenses, meals, food, training, all of that, that each team would save about $5 million a year by getting rid of special teams. Uh-huh. You don't need a 42-man roster then, do you? No, sir. The only way that that would work is if there was a semi-pro league to uh, get players game-ready experience where that's what they do on special teams. So I, I think there's a discussion in here somewhere. I'm just not sure it's going to come out anytime soon. I, I, I don't disagree with you, William. I just don't think it's a reality. It's not going to happen. Oh, we, I just don't we got Rudy's picks. When? How? They're just now they came in on the chat. Fuck, Rudy. Screw me up. Montreal, 55. Winnipeg. You can't do Winnipeg, 42. I did. 42 is gone. Pick another number. Stamps, 57. 
And Argos 50. Okay. What's going he on here? Argos he can't do Argos 50 either. I picked that one. No, you didn't. You picked Toronto 36. Oh, did I? Okay, sorry. I was thinking something else. Yeah, no, no. My first thing was 50. My first thing was 50. Yeah, but it's not what happened. So I got Rudy's picks. It's just wrong. I don't care. He can do that, too. We'll see what happens. Uh, what's going on outside here? I don't know. Yeah, why can't you pick the same number? You can pick the same number, can't you? Sure you can. Well, we've always, we've always tried to avoid picking the same number. Right. But, you know, I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, copycatting is a form of flattery. Anyhow. Okay, so that's the picks in the book. Uh, Sparky, try to make your, your, your chart bigger for my old eyes, okay? Because even with my glasses, I'm having problems reading. The numbers are so fucking small. I mean, I, I'm using 40, uh, 26 font, point font size on my uh, agenda here so I can read it, and you've got like six points on the, on this spreadsheet. It's terrible. Okay, uh, moving on. What's going on? Legendary kicker. Legendary CFL. Where did the kicker come from? Legendary CFL quarterback Ricky Ray and seven others to be inducted in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. That is an amazing, amazing – actually, let's get all seven of these guys out here because this was an amazing run. I mean, I'm looking at these guys and go, holy shit, what an, what an awesome group. And who do we got? We got uh, five-eyed Chickhawks, uh, just a beast. Just a defensive linebacker. He was just a beast, Okay. Uh, very impressed there. Uh, where are we? Uh, division All-Star, six-time CFL All-Star. Four, uh, four Grey Cup games, uh, two championships, uh, team records, uh, anything. Everything's going on. Okay, so that's uh, that's Chip Cox. Uh, Paul McCallum, BC Lions, a kicker. A kicker going to the Hall of Fame, Will. Can you believe that? What the fuck is the world coming to? Paul McCallum. Surrey-owned, Surrey Surrey Rams, now Langley Rams, uh, kicker, former professional soccer player, uh, long-time kicker in the CFL. Did you notice the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans all took him and saying, oh, yeah, Paul McCallum's. Saskatchewan Rough Rider, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, and all the posts yeah, have, yeah. have Paul McCallum, Paul McCallum wearing green and white. And, and did did you see that fucking idiot Glenn Suter the other night in the Saskatchewan uh, Edmonton game when he was saying that? Uh, oh yeah, Manny Manny Arsenal, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider. He, he actually said season. that. Poorly, one poorly season in Saskatchewan, and that's how Glenn Suter remembers him in in the NA, uh, CFL. Is a former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Manny Arsenal, the Manny Show from Regina. Yeah, fuck off. Okay, anyhow, moving on. 
what's Paul McCallum famous for? All sorts of things. He's second on the list of all-time point scores with 3,145, with only two players to eclipse. There's only two players to eclipse the 3,000-point mark, him and Louis Pasaglia. Uh, two Grey Cup champions, uh, Division All-Star five times, CFL All-Star twice, uh, 722 career field goals, 82% success rate. That's pretty amazing, 82%, 80.2%. Still holds the record for longest made field goal at 62 yards, most consecutive converts at 801, and scored 84,000 punt yards. Wow. Ricky Ray played 16 seasons, total 235 games, 219 of them were his starts, 14 playoff starts, uh, second in career completion percentage at 80, uh, 68% of, of quarterbacks with a minimum of 1,000 attempts, fifth in passing touchdowns, 324, fourth in passing yards at 60,000, holding the record for both Edmonton with 40,000 and Toronto at 20,000. He's a four-time division all-star. He is recognized as CFL all-star on three occasions. He played in five great cups, emerging victorious and twice, both in Edmonton and two more times in Toronto. So he's a four-time great cup victory. Wow, this guy's just done everything. Uh, who else is going to the hall? Uh, Dick Thornton. Dick Thornton, uh, 12 seasons with Winnipeg and Toronto. Uh, this was long, like wait, he won a Grey Cup in uh, 1962, the year we were born. Will so he played both ways. And another guy is uh, another player that's being put into the hall is Tim Tyndale from London, Ontario. Collectively played with the Western Mustangs. Uh, wow, running back won the heck. Creighton Trophy twice, 91, 93. Yeah. And, oh, my God, are you fucking shitting me? Glenn Souter is getting in the Hall of Fame from the media category? Are, are you fucking shitting me? Homer. He can't make, it in the, can't make it in the Hall as a player, and they get him in as the media? Ed Wills? BC Lions, uh, I, 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 I understand this one. Wow. Ex-columnist, yes. 38 years following the CFL. I just lost my article. Now, in the builders category, we got two legends, and we'll get to them right now. One of them is Dave Ritchie, uh, head coach. BC Lions, Montreal Alouettes, and Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 187 games. He won three Grey Cups, one as head coach with the Lions, and two as members of the coaching staff in Winnipeg and in BC as well. Now, way to go there, Dave. And uh, another one is Keith Evans. Uh, Keith Evans has passed on, but he was a – Founder of the Calgary Colts in 1965, uh, general manager for all oh, the wow, 
I mean, he had nothing to do. This is not CFL Hall of Fame. This is the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. So you don't have to be part of the CFL to get into the hall. But you do have to be involved in football in Canada. And this man did a lot in the province of Alberta. Okay, so that's all seven guys. Who who did we miss? Who who, who should be in the hall that's not there, guys? Anything? Kevin Glenn. Kevin Glenn missed the hall again. How is that even remotely possible? I don't know. It bothers me because he is. What is he all time? I think he's. I think he's in the top ten passing all time. Is he not? Glenn Snowden got sure it. And Kevin Glenn didn't. Think about that for a second. Yeah. How how is that even possible? How is that possible? Uh. Where's my CFL thing here? CFL records. List of Canadian football records. Okay. Most passing yards. Uh, passing oh, yards wait a minute. career. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Glenn is not eligible yet. He only retired in 2019. It's five years, isn't it? I thought it was three. When did Ricky Ray retire? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, total passing yards for career, Anthony Calvillo, Damon Allen, Henry Burris, Ricky Ray, Danny McManus, and Kevin Glenn. So Kevin Glenn is sixth on the list of all times. Followed by Ron Lancaster, Matt Dunnigan, Doug Flutie, and Tracy Ham. And I believe all those yeah, ones that are following Ricky Ray are in the in the Hall of Fame. You're you're right. It's three years, Charles, because Ricky Ray retired in 2019 as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. So it yeah. should be in. So he he didn't make the ballot. He didn't make the first ballot. But Gary Suter did. Holy fuck. Yeah, Glenn Suter. It was in the media category, but still. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. I don't know how it it happens. And on top of that, the other one I'm disappointed about is he's not there yet, and he should have been the first ballot guy. Marcus Crandall. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Oh, oh, hang on. I, I missed somebody in that story, or there was somebody in that story that wasn't in there. Ricky Ray. Who's, no, who's no, hang on Ricky a second. Ray? No, we. The article is missing somebody. Oh no, he's not missing. He's there. Roy Shivers. Roy Shivers, right? 
Yeah. Right? Roy Shivers, 32-year career in the CFL, began as a assistant coach with the BC Lions in 83, player, director of player personnel, two stints with Calgary, uh, general manager in Saskatchewan, back, back to the BC Lions as a player personnel department. Uh, Roy Shivers is involved in four... Four Grey Cups, two with BC and two with Calgary. Going on. Yes. Hello. I got kicked off. Blog talk, blog talk kicked me off. Charles goes, be right back, and then Blog Talk kicks me out, and Will's all by himself doesn't know what to do. Will so, talk football. So we're all what? back now. We're all back now. Yeah, exactly. We're all back now. What's going on there in the front of my truck? I got people all over my outside here doing all sorts of weird things. Anyhow, okay. So what? What, do you, William? What do you think of the the call to the hall for these seven individuals? Well, obviously, obviously, uh, Ricky Ray should be a first team ballot because he's won four Grey Cups. I, I never, never, was. ever. I never, ever, 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 ever liked him as a quarterback, but he won four great cups, so I'll give him that. And uh, he was a lot of people's favorites. He, Ricky Ray is, I think Ricky Ray the same way CJ thinks of Anthony Calvillo, to be honest with you. Um, really? I Yeah, really. I, I don't think he could throw up throw a pass to break a piece of glass to be honest with you um uh roy roy shivers i think should definitely be in the hall um he he was he was he was a good guy whatever position he had he he brought guys here and uh so on and so forth um (laughs) gary's or not gary suitor what's his name Glenn Suter. Glenn Glenn Suter. Suter. I couldn't care less if that piece of shit gets into any Hall of Fame um, because he's a homer big time, and he's not a very good color commentator in my mind. But that's just me. No. Um, You're supposed to be biased, and he is is something else. Um, He's supposed to be non-biased, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant, non-biased. 
Chip Cox was was a great football player, but I've heard that he was an extremely dirty football player. But whatever. Um, yeah, there you go. Great haul, I guess. And the older guys, I don't remember, don't know who they are, but whatever. I don't know if you guys watched. I don't. I don't know if you guys watched the interviews last weekend of the Hall of Fame guys from the past two years. They had a father and a son on, and the father was really old. He played offensive line in the CFL for a number of years, and his son, and I can't remember their names, that he played he played uh, in the NFL for 10 years. And his father okay. was going on and on and on during this interview about how stupid his son was because he played defense and not offense, and only smart guys can play offense. This guy was an offensive tackle or offensive guard or something like that. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Okay? And I think the old guy was a, I think the old guy was a little senile, okay? And because his son was just standing there smiling, okay? So it was, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. So, anyways, but yeah, it's a good class. Yeah, I mean, with four with four Grey Cups, uh, yeah, he should definitely be in the first. He should be a first ballot guy. Okay, but yeah. once again, Kevin Glenn should have been in there too, in my mind, and he didn't win any Grey zero Grey Cups. Yeah, but. So you you, know. you you named off a, a four of the the seven people there, I think. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. who you missed? Who did you miss? Who? Who did I miss? I figured there was somebody that you, you should have made note of somebody there. Who did you miss? The rest of the guys were were they builders? What were they? Well, there was another player. Well, Tim Kinsdale, but that and the older guy. What's his name? Uh, that, that, no, that's not who I'm talking about. No, who, oh who are you talking about? I'm talking yeah, about somebody well, who was on our show three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but CJ, he's not a football player. He should be. <laughs> he should be. Maybe he. He, he goes in as 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 media like like Suter. Come on, he's not a football player. You should never, you should never put kickers in the Hall of Fame. There should be a separate Hall of Fame for kickers because they're not part of your football team in my mind. I'm sorry, right? I can't change my feelings about kickers. Okay. Uh... I love that. Who's the all-time leading scorer? All-time leading scorer in football. Isn't it Louis? Louis Pataglia. Yeah. I agree. or, or, Or all of football or CFL? All of football. I don't know. Could be Louis. I think it is. The leading scorer in the NFL is two hundred and twenty six hundred and thirty three points and Adam Vinteria. 
Vinatieri. Vinatieri. Uh, Vinatieri. And Charles, so wasn't both he Canadian? Louis? No. No? Okay. I think you're thinking of Mike Vanderjack. Oh, okay. Both Louis and Paul are the number one and number two points leaders in all of football for all of time. Uh-huh. NFL or CFL? NFL, CFL, AHL, XFL, I don't give a shit. Anybody who played football, these two were the highest scoring kickers of all or players of all times. Uh-huh. Both BC Lions. Wow. What are the odds? Yes, they were. What are the odds? What are the odds? Was 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 Louis okay. Pasaglia only a BC Lion? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Paul McCallum was a couple of Paul McCallum was a couple of teams, right? Yeah, he played in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, BC. Yeah, okay. okay. So, if if you do any research on Paul McCallum, okay, he yes. uh, he was a junior football player with the Surrey Rams. He, yeah. he didn't play college football, okay, and yeah, I know he that. went to a a BC Lions practice. And uh, they took a shine to him, and they kept bringing him out to the BC Lions practices, even though he wasn't. He was still playing in the had two more years with the Surrey Rams, and he kept playing with BC yeah. and BC. And when it came to time to become a professional football player, uh, BC Lions had this guy named Louis Pasaglia that wasn't going anywhere. So Paul McCallum figured that if he was going to make it in the CFL, he had to go somewhere other than BC. So he went. And eventually came back to BC after Lou retired. Probably would have been a lion from day one if Pasaglia wasn't there. Right. I have no doubt about that. And but, also, Paul McCallum spent a year in the original XFL as well. He played there. He did. He spent a year in the XFL, and he was also a professional soccer player in Scotland. which it's kind of rare, you know, being a professional in two different sports. But then, yeah, but, yeah, as but Will says, neither he's one not of those, really a football player. Neither one of those sports were really football, so. Yeah, okay. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just. I'll never, I'll ch- never, I will never change. And you guys think I'm just blowing smoke up your ass. I will never change my opinion of that. I don't think kickers are part to be part of the game. It doesn't. It if you think about football players in general, they smash each other's heads in. Okay, they tackle each other. They do all kinds of nasty things to them. And then you get this fairy running onto the field to kick field goals. He's not part of the team. Well, he is part of the team, but is he an actual football player is the question that you're saying. Because, you know, he is, he, he, he is wearing the uniform. It, it, it's, part, it's a part of the game where you don't need your teammates, really. Okay? You kick three points. Somebody has to hold the ball when you kick it. Well, true, but that was that was Gary Souter's job in Saskatchewan or whatever his name is. Um, 
And and so if you think about it, if you think about it, they're just they're just not part of the team, man. They do individual shit. Okay, like fuck. My team would be way well, more exciting. On the, we, on, the, on the Facebook page and see see what kind of reaction you get. We, we, I, we, I post we, Will's comments on the Facebook all the time. Because Will won't do it himself. He's a little cowardly in that. And, and people think I'm nuts. So, Although or I, they I call me a stupid old man. or Well, I just, you know, I mean. Not a lot, but. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, whatever. I mean, I'd rather see, I'd rather see. I'd rather see Bo Levi Mitchell or York or Rourke, sorry, Rourke or Bethel Thomas or Cody Fajardo throw the ball one more time on every series than have some guy kicking the football. Like, come on. I, I don't disagree with you. It's not it's not practical. I understand that it's not practical, but I'm just saying. You know, it would be interesting to have an exhibition game doing that. And and yeah. I don't understand why. And, and I, well, I do understand why is because people need to have the uh, special teams guys need to the, the, the challenge on on exhibition as well as anybody does. But why don't they do that on in exhibition? Just go for it nonstop. Just go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. And, and, and forget about the rest of the shit. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, disagree you know, with you. It would be interesting. If you take this, if you take this one step further, say you're the, say you're the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks, and last year after after thirteen games, okay. You're two and ten or two and eleven, okay? Why would you even consider kicking a field goal during a game? That's stupid as fuck. Because <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You're not going to make the playoffs. What the fuck? Okay, so what you're saying is no field goals, no punting. Go for it in third down, regardless. Two-point conversions are a must. Um, what do we need a kicker for other than to kick off after a touchdown and kick off at the end of a, at the beginning of a half? Well, and, and, and if and, you take that one step, if you take that, be done because that's usually where the ball is. I was gonna say, take that one step further. Just put the ball as the thirty-five and go from there. So, what do we do with Wendy Squared? Save on foods, kick off to win. You know, if two touchdowns, two kickoffs are returned for a touchdown, you could win, well, we you change could win it. a million we change dollars. It. We change it. We change it. Okay. I don't know. Wendy's touchdown to win or something. Yeah, I don't think it's Wendy's anymore. I think it's Save on Food. Okay, whatever. You just, you just like, it, like, it makes no sense to me. Sorry. I just, I, I wish, I wish. It made sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, here you go. Here's a perfect example. And I don't know if you can use this in, as an example. Okay? 
in high school, when I was in high school, we never, ever kicked a field goal. I don't know if this is a good example or not. We never, ever, ever kicked a convert. We did punt, but we didn't do the other, the other two. They don't do a lot of kicking in high school, period. No, At they don't. At least not until no, the later grades. Right, but no, they don't. So, you know. Well, I, I you know what? I, I, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you have to go, go for a two-point conversion in overtime. Yeah. Maybe you should have to go for a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. I don't know. And, and and after the three minute warning, there's no more punts. Mind you, to be honest with you, my high school career, <laughs> the team I was on, we threw the ball eight times in three years. Okay. <laughs> You're a very you poor example it. of your own argument. Apparently. Why? Yeah, just just does. Okay, so if you go back, if you go back to that period, we did one thing and we did one thing really, really well. What was that? Ran, Ran the, ball. the ball. Ran the fucking ball. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk some other football here. I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Uh, struggling Alouettes turn to veteran quarterback Trevor Harris for the home debut. Is there a quarterback controversy brewing in Montreal? Well, was Trevor Harris going to start the game no matter what? Because I understand Vernon Adams right now is going through COVID protocol, so he is not eligible to play. He's not even going to suit up for this game. So Trevor yeah, Harris has the- got the start no matter what which I think he should have because Vernon Adams absolutely sucked balls this year. The talk was Um, he was going to start regardless. Trevor Harris was going to start regardless. Uh, Vernon Adams is not eligible. Now, is this one of those things where you know you fucking got called and you're just going to make excuses why you can't play? So he's got COVID? I mean, isn't that... Justin Trudeau's excuse for not going out and talking to truckers. He had COVID. Um, I, I just think it's a lame-ass excuse. You got a cold. Man up. So, yeah. Is the Montreal Alouettes Trevor Harris's football team now? Or is he on a very short leash just like Adam Tuck? Well, you say it'll probably all depend on uh, how he plays this week. He's playing against Saskatchewan. Yeah, if he comes out and lays an A, they'll probably go right back to Trevor or to uh, Vernon Adams. Well, Montreal is devastated by by injuries and 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 all sorts of things right now. So, is it fair to uh, judge uh, Trevor Harris's performance on a depleted? Montreal Alouette team? 
He played almost the whole game. I know people will do it. He played almost the whole game last week. He was terrible last week as well. So Yeah. Okay, so I I, I, I once again I believe, okay, so what's gonna happen if uh Montreal goes 0 four? I think Kahari Jones is gone. And they could very easily go well, 0 that- four. What, yeah. What's six owner's name? Gary Stern. Gary Stern said, "If Montreal is zero and four, there will be changes." Mm-hmm. But that's Danny Machocha talking, are, anyways. Well, is it changed Danny Machocha? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, but no, I don't think so. No. Will said all along that Danny Machocha wants to be the coach of the team, and okay, he's just so looking for an excuse to get rid of Kari Jones. Did, did you did you watch the Montreal game, Christopher, or not? Uh, I believe I did. Yeah. Okay, they took Vernon Adams out three series into the game. That's not not enough time for you to get established. And right before they took him out, Danny Machocha was standing on the sidelines. And I guarantee you, that's what happened. Because they also say Machocha. Is a is a is a Harris fan and Kahari Jones is a Vernon Adams fan. I'm I'm not a Vernon Adams fan and I never have been, and it, I'm, a, I'm a little biased on that because of his attitude coming into the league, but he has definitely humbled himself. And but he hasn't really got any better. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Yeah, he came but, into the league. Yeah, he but, was he was on the negotiations list for the BC Lions, and he uh, called the Lions on it. And said, "Put me in. Uh, sign me on your team. I want to be the number one quarterback. Uh, sign me up, and I will take you to the promised land." And Wally Buono said, "Trevor uh, Travis Lule." or this unproven Vernon Adams guy. Uh, okay, well, we know how to respond to Vernon Adams. 30 seconds later, he's traded to the Montreal Alouettes. So Wally well, didn't put up with that arrogant bullshit, and he went over there to Montreal, and he laid an egg, a big one, and he's been doing that pretty much ever since. So he's just another one of those uh, high, high draft picks American QBs that just fucking fail coming into the CFL because they think they're going to come in here and just light it up because they're so talented and they don't realize what the challenge this football game league is. And Vernon Adams is one of them. And, you know, I heard an interview of him the other day where he, he seemed very humble where he really had to, he said he had to get out of his own way because, uh, he he just he did not believe the quality of football in this in this country was as good as it is. So right, but you, you know, know what? You can say that you can say that about most American quarterbacks who come up here. For the most part, yes. Okay, they they don't think most of them have never heard of the CFL, and they think it's shit. And then they come here and they realize that. Well, wow, I can't play here either. 
So yeah, I'm I'm not know, good enough for this. I mean, I, I Vernon Adams to me, Vernon Adams played really well in 2019, and he would have. Yeah. Who knows what he would have done last year? But don't forget, he was hurt most of last year. Okay, so I still think he's got a bigger upside than than Trevor Harris. Trevor, Trevor Harris. Harris, I I believe his best before date is over. Okay, because he has not played well for a couple of years now. I don't think Trevor Harris was ever that good. Well, he's always but been he did inconsistent. Get he did. He did. Well, he didn't win a Grey Cup, but no, he came close. That was the only year that he actually showed any promise as a football player, and that was only because Henry Burris got hurt. And then Trevor Harris got hurt, and then Henry Burris got hurt, and he ended up playing. And Henry Burris ended up winning that Grey Cup that year. Yep. Yeah, so he did. I am, I'm really, you know, Trevor Harris was, he played very good football when Henry Burris was first, was hurt the first time. After Trevor Harris got hurt, he never came back and played football like that again. Ever. Ever. No. But you know what, though? I also think uh, the quarterbacks this year in the CFL are weak. I think it's a weak year for quarterbacks. I, 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 I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you. In fact, I wrote an article on it the other day about that, and I just said, you know, short of um, Bo Levi Mitchell, okay, who else in this league is considered a strong quarterback? And I'm giving Bo a little bit of uh, uh, leniency here, but who else is? I mean, Cody Fajardo, Bo Levi Mitchell are the two quarterbacks. Oh, sorry, Zach Zach Caleros. Caleros. Zach Caleros. My bad, my bad, my bad. Zach Caleros. Zach Caleros and Bo Levi Mitchell are the only two competent quarterbacks in this league, and I am – I'm leaving Nathan Rourke off of this right now because he hasn't shown us enough. One He's way played one other. game, right? He's played one game, so we can't fault him for that. But the rest of them, Nick Arbuckle, Cody Fajardo, uh, Vernon Adams, Trevor Harris, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Dane Evans. I don't think any of those guys would have been in this league 10 years ago. None of them would have made the league. But I, but I, al- I also, and you guys are going to laugh at me, but I also, I do put Bethel Thomas up there because as much as we say he's not a good quarterback, he always, he's stuck he's with not. Toronto for four, he's stuck with Toronto for four years now, and he's always eventually become the starting quarterback. So there must but be something because they don't have anyone wants him. Well, yeah, but he can throw the ball. I'm not not sold on him yet. So, but that's he has me. no accuracy. He has an amazing amount of power in his arm, but he cannot hit the broadside of a fucking barn with it. Well, okay, but yeah. So I I don't know. I guess I guess some of these quarterbacks are going to have to step up this year and prove themselves. Nathan Rourke could be a good could be a good example of that. Um, 
maybe Cody Fajardo could be a good example of that. Who knows? Maybe Nick Arbuckle could be a good example of that. We'll see. That's why... We've only seen anything promising from one out of those three. Yeah, I know. The season is still young. So there's hope. (sighs) It's a tough one, that's for sure. Okay, I'm I'm losing shit over here. It's getting dark. I'm going to have to turn on the light. <clears throat> there we are. Okay, BC Lions hired Dwayne Vienno. I don't know what, how you say that, but it's kind of like Vienna, only with a little French thing at the end, the O. Um, as the COO, which is Chief Operating Officer, and will become the team president in 2023. Now, Charles, you take this one away and tell us about him, okay? Because I really don't know much about Dwayne, and you've read this article, and you posted it, and I didn't have a chance to read it, so. Okay, so Dwayne Piano, what's that? I'm just, yeah, go ahead. You take it away. Okay. So who he is, is he has actually been involved in the CFL for a number of years, uh, he was uh, the executive director of the Grey Cup Organizing Committee in 2017-2018. He was Edmonton's vice president of marketing and game operations from 2011 to 2012. He was the executive director of the Grey Cup in Edmonton in 2009 to 2011. So he's been around doing stuff for the league for several years. Uh, he's been involved very much in the Grey Cup. He was involved with the uh, Edmonton Elks for a while or whatever they call their He's coming in as the chief operating officer as beginning in August, and then starting in uh, January, he will replace Rick Lillashure as the team president as well. So he's a guy that has a backup from Nova Scotia, and uh, or excuse me, not from Nova Scotia, but um, he is currently in his role. Right now, he is uh, running uh, the planning for Touchdown Atlantic in Nova Scotia, which is going to be played next month on July 16th. And then after he wraps up all of his duties from that, that's when he joins the Lions on August 2nd. So he's been around for a while. He uh, knows the ins and outs of running uh, running uh, some of the teams there, knows the ins and outs of the, the Grey Cup. So it's a good hire. This guy's got an extensive history in the, in the uh, CFL for quite a number of years. So it, it seems to be a good hire. And I know uh, Omar Dolman seems to be very high on this, him as a as a hire. Okay. Well, it, it it just seems like we're getting retreads from from Edmonton. And, and I'm yeah. not trying to diss this guy in any way. I mean, but Rick LaRochelle, it was a former president of Lachelle. the Eskimos Lachelle. as well. Right? He was also from Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was under Rick when he was there. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I'm not excited. I don't really know what's going to happen here. We'll see what happens. He's a bit of a geek-looking guy, but then usually they are. Chief Operating Officer is a very important position. Yeah. So, 
it's actually more important than the chief executive officer. Most people don't realize that, but it is. Everybody thinks the CEO is the important dude. It's not. It's the COO. Um, the C- who's the COO? He oversees absolutely everything. Yeah. Well, interesting call. interesting hire. We'll see what happens with the BC Lions. Uh, let's face it, Doman's doing some good things with the club. I'm excited about yep. it. And, uh, you know, it's a homer thing, and so be it. Now, moving on from this, and uh, I, I think that's important that we've, uh, you know, they've established the, a new head office. For the Lions, and I'm pretty excited that they're they're going to do this. I'm a little disappointed as to uh, not bringing in new fresh blood, bringing in somebody who's already been there. I was kind of excited back before when the CFL was bringing in people from the NBA and from different leagues around the world to bring some excitement into the the league. They didn't pay attention to them. But it was kind of a good thing that you were bringing people in from out there, not just regurgitating uh, guys from other player, other teams and other aspects of the CFL. I don't know how that's going to fly, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, uh, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But I guess, you know, hiring from within, so to speak, in the league and uh, – knowing that somebody, this guy already knows the CFL inside and out, uh, definitely advantageous, I'll tell you. So, oh, well. Okay, so OSEG. I don't think so hiring a guy with CFL experience in the league. No, I don't either. But it would be nice to hire somebody with some other uh, razzle-dazzle experience from somewhere else. Okay. Like, like Edmonton hired this Victor Caillou, right? Right. He wasn't. He was not in the CFL, was he? I don't believe so. No. No, he wasn't. He's from outside, and uh, you know, it's not that he's lighting the world on fire up in Edmonton, but bringing in a fresh perspective is 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 not a bad thing in a stale league. That's my point there, okay? So before we get too far along here, because we're running out of time, five minutes left in the show, uh, OSEG, which is the Ottawa Sports Entertainment Group, recently hired a new uh, security company for their games at Lansdowne Park. And uh, they're... uh, what happened is a bunch of people came in with red black flags and security started confiscating them. One guy refused to give his flag up and ended up in a scuffle with security and got expelled from the game. Uh, you're talking about serious hardcore fans here and you're telling them they can't go see their team. They can't wear their colors. This was not a good thing for the league at all. This was a black eye <clears throat> and OSAG OSEG stepped up and said, this is completely our fault. We didn't brief the security team properly. Uh, We apologize and uh, move on, yada, yada, yada. Is that good enough? 
how are they compensating these people, especially the guy that didn't get to see his favorite team and his season tickets? I mean, how's that? How's that real, William? What do you got to say about that? I don't know. I guess it's not really real, but you, you don't care. This a, I don't care. Not do you really. want to hear the bell? Yeah, I don't really care. I don't really care. I mean, Charles. I can't. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I'm going to bring Charles mean, in just because we're running out of time here, and I want to hear something that's. That there's got to be something that's real in here. I mean, I don't know if we're getting all of the story. I don't know if these guys had their flags were were bugging other people or if they were, uh, you know, being unruly or anything. Obviously, if they were just um, basically waving the flags like they've always done and they weren't really causing a problem, it's pretty stupid of the security to take it away from them. And it's not exactly what you want to be doing to your hardcore fans. No. And, and this this actually happened inside the stadium? I, I, I Sorry, I was under the impression that they were taken away while they were coming into the stadium. No, they were in their seats in the stadium, and they, got, they were waving their flag, oh. and they got it taken away. Well, that's just not right. I didn't think so. No, I mean, can you imagine throwing out Russ Gordon? I'm, first off, I don't know who could throw out Russ Gordon, but you know, because he's he's waving a flag. Or what? What about the other boys with the drums? You know, are you going to toss out your fans, your 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 fanatics? No. It was probably it was probably just an overzealous security company that didn't know the rules and probably didn't know know CFL and didn't familiarize themselves with how they act at the stadium. Maybe. But, I don't know. But who doesn't know this? Who doesn't know that soccer uh, fans are, are over the top? Who doesn't know that hockey fans are over the top? Who doesn't know mm-hmm. that football fans are over the top? I mean, w- w- you're heading a fucking cloud? There are some people, CJ, who don't follow sports at all. No, okay. bullshit. Oh, really? CJ, there's lots. There's lots. Come on, oh, I didn't let's know face that. it, there's lots. Yeah, that you know that. That doesn't make okay. sense. That doesn't make sense Everybody's got to be a sports fan of some kind. Yeah, well, not necessarily. Okay. Okay, I got one more subject here. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 492. I'm calling it a show, guys. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from the cab of my F-350 Ford pickup. Um, I love my office away from office. It's kind of getting dark out here now, uh, still bright skies. we got a special weather warning coming into effect here. It's going to be 34 degrees tomorrow. Oh, my God, how does that happen? Uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Charles Cliff, on the great offer from the BC Lions for a season tickets. You stepped up and... Take advantage of that. I'm uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you. I'm very envious that you can see all the games. Uh, say goodnight, Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will uh, enjoy these weekend games, and we'll talk to you next week. Next Tuesday. Tuesday, everybody. Not Wednesday. Right, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> William. Good night, everybody. Looking forward to going to the third game of the 
Calgary St. Peter's undefeated season on Saturday afternoon. Yeehaw. Well, you're playing down. Edmonton, right? You guys are playing Edmonton. You should beat them. If you don't, there's something yeah, to matter. Well, Goodbye. If we don't.